You're listening to The Ladies Room. I am Iris St. Moran. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. So by day, we're television news anchors at competing stations in New York. But in real life, we are the best of friends. Okay, so tell our listeners why we decided on The Ladies Room. You know, it's that place where you get yourself together, maybe fix your hair and makeup, tell a secret. Ladies know what I mean. Girl, you know I know what you mean. So you'll get to hear from some phenomenal ladies who are doing phenomenal things across the world. And our goal is to provide inspiration and information. We're on air in the ladies' room. We are in the ladies' room with our phenomenal guests. Iris and I are so excited to have Catherine Switzer. Thanks so much for taking your time out to be with us. You're truly an inspiration to us, so thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. It's absolutely an honor to be here, and this is my first interview after my speech, so I'm really excited. (laughs) And that's what we wanted to talk to you about. So, um, SU alum, you're just um, finished commencement. What was it like to to be back here and and talk to the graduates? Well, you know, I've been back um, a lot because I've been on several boards, and now I'm on the board of the uh, Falk College of, of Sport and Human Dynamics, which is fantastic. Um, and the, it's interesting because it's a, a whole college of, of a career that I created for myself way back in the late 70s and early 80s. So it's wonderful to see this become a career for people and women especially. And I say women especially because sports for so long were you know, kind of uh, marginalized uh, in terms of women. So anyway, here we are. So yes, um, to come back to Syracuse and to see it flourishing, um, to see the color and the incredible pageantry as well as the real verve and excitement of those kids today was really amazing. And I shouldn't say kids. I mean, they're young adults, obviously, and graduates. But for a moment when those hats go up in the air, you say, yeah, they're kids too. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So I know so many people who graduated from here and they said, why couldn't she have been our commencement speaker when we graduated. So many people were so excited that you were here. Now, of course, our listeners, some of them weren't fortunate enough to hear your speech. Give us just a few bullet points and kind of what you wanted the graduates to walk away with today. I I think the most important thing is for them to realize that their life is going to have a lot of coincidences in them and they need to pay attention and that sometimes the worst things that can happen to you can become the best things. And so my story was built around the old Boston Marathon in 1967 where an official attacked me in the race simply because I was a girl and tried to throw me out of the competition. And instead of looking at that and being bitter and walking away from it, I picked it up and decided I could do something really positive with that. And that's what I want them to see is that all through their lives, they are in their own careers, whether it's law or engineering or nursing or nutritional science, they're going to have these opportunities to take something negative and turn it into a positive force for good. Talk about you talk about your story and when that race official came and the pictures from that moment to see those I'm terrified even looking at them so when Jock Simple when he came to you and did what he did the thoughts running through your mind tell us about that experience well you know it was a, it was an era of sexual contentiousness in terms of the fact that it was the early feminist movement and women were always getting criticized for as they say barging into places where they're not welcome and they can't do it anyway and somehow I had really missed this whole movement and I thought there was absolutely nothing wrong with running I knew it was unusual for me to run I just thought other women didn't get it that's how naive I was and um, I, I realized um, that I was going to be noticed in the Boston Marathon but everybody had always welcomed me. The men had been really, really wonderful to me. And and so when the official attacked me, it was really out of the blue. 
And I was really blindsided by it and very scared and, of course, embarrassed. And my coach kept yelling at him, get away from her. And then my boyfriend came in and decked the official, which was a, a moment. Now, you guys are laughing. <laughs> Big Tom. <laughs> and, and the audience loved that moment. They got a huge cheer for, for Big Tom knocking the official down. Because everybody likes the story of a girl being served, saved by the knight on the white charger, right? Um, but the point is, it was... It, funny in the retelling, but the actual moment was quite terrifying. And I was very young, and it was my first big race. And I, how I made that decision to finish is always amazing to me. And people say, you know, you see that picture every day. What does it remind you of? What do you think of? I always say, I always look at the face of this 20-year-old girl. How did she make that tough decision? Because it was tough, and a marathon is tough. But I did, and it made all the difference. And that's what I wanted to say to these people today, you know, these young people, that you're going to have incredibly difficult decisions. And some of them are going to be social justice judgments, and you're going to have to act immediately, pretty much. And how you act makes all the difference. So try to make the right choice. <laughs> Going back to that time, this is a question that we're asking all the ladies' rooms uh, guests. What advice would you give your younger self? I don't know if you want to go back to that time when you were making the decision or um, we just love to hear what you would tell a young Catherine. I think I wish I would tell her, I would tell her that it wasn't women's fault in those early days that they didn't um, participate in sports. Because at first I thought they just didn't get it. And then I realized, you know, in the Boston Marathon and afterwards that I was very lucky that I'd had an opportunity, that they hadn't had an opportunity to explore anything different. And you know, if you live a life that doesn't have the opportunity or the vision, it's very hard sometimes for you to, to create that vision yourself. So usually we have to have a mentor or an experience that explains it to us. And so... I think I would tell that younger girl, hey, pay a little more attention to your sisters. So, you know, it could be that they're very interested in running or something else, but you, you need to, to explore with them. Um, but the, on the other hand, I was welcomed by the men. And that was really exceptional. And that opened a whole new vista for me because I grew up thinking that men in general were supportive if you gave them half a chance. And... Um, Listen, this, this wouldn't have happened in football or lacrosse. Really, it wouldn't have. But it did happen in running. And then I got to thinking, well, maybe running is something special, and it is. But I think, getting back to that, the, the younger self, I was pleased with the relationship I could forge with these men, but I really wished I'd given women a little more chance earlier. Um, but, of course, they're my total life now, so it's okay if you catch up. Definitely. So were you always into running? What sparked your interest in running? And when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, it's a really good point. You know, my dad sparked my interest. He was otherwise a very conservative military guy. And he saw an insecure girl who wanted to make the field hockey team in her high school. And he said, you should run a mile a day and you'd make the team. You'd get in really good shape. And um, I, th I thought it was magic what had happened. You know, I could run a mile. Wow, I felt great. I felt like king of the hill. Um, and that was incredible for me to have that sensation. And that's the sensation I began wanting to pass on to, to other people. But he, he was a, a major impetus. But you know what? Also, in high school, now this had to be, you know, like 1960. Um, I was really lucky to have a women's field hockey team. You know, most people just had cheerleaders. And of course, you know, we were raised on the fact that, you know, cheer, cheerleaders were the worst teenage nirvana. Um, and it was also my father who said, you don't ever want to be a cheerleader because cheerleaders cheer for other people. You want people to cheer for you. 
So he dropped all these pearls of wisdom, and um, and I picked them up and ran with them. You know, I said, okay, that really makes sense. Uh, so you know, that was okay. I played field hockey. And you're still running. You haven't stopped. I think that's what is um, amazing to me and inspiring. That's one of the things I did tell the audience today. I said, you know how lucky and very grateful I am for having my health and my determination um, to be still running at age 70, 50 years later, and to actually run the Boston Marathon. Amazingly enough, last year it was only 24 minutes slower than it was when I was 20 years old. Oh <laughs> so, so the human body is really quite remarkable. But the fact is, is you've got to do it. You know, you can't wish yourself into good health. Um, and also, while I'm, I'm, I'm grateful uh, and I'm lucky, I do pay attention to getting out and run. And, and it's really so simple and easy, my goodness. And I'm not obsessive. You know, maybe three or four times a week is all. So that's what I tell people. Try to, try to stay healthy your whole life because you're going to be a lot happier. Definitely. That's good advice. And you ran last year, but you were there this year. Um, what was it like to be there when um, Desi Linden crossed the finish line? Well, you know, I've done the broadcast of the Boston Marathon for 39 consecutive years. And um, I don't want to do broadcasting anymore. But I said, I've got to come back this year um, because... Uh, an American really could win. We could feasibly have three on the podium. So when the weather was the most horrific weather since I ran in 67, which was another sign, it was just horrific. I just thought Desi Linden is the kind of person who could win this race because she is, is what we call a grinder. She gets down, puts her head down, gets the work done. You know, And the finishing time was the slowest women's time since 1978. That's how difficult the conditions were. But it was Desi who pumped it out. And so, of course, I was thrilled. I was really thrilled because she reminds me of me. You know, I'm not particularly elite talented, but I can work really hard. And, and Desi's been the type that's, she's gotten herself to elite status, but she's had to work and work and work at it. And Catherine, we know that uh, you work hard, very, very hard. What would be advice that you would give to people who are working to become runners and just getting into it and kind of share what you do that has helped you last this long in the, the running game? I got to tell you, running is so joyful. And running is the thing that, sure, I work hard at it, or I did. I don't work so hard at it now. I just, I do it now. But it, it gives so much back to you. It's a great stress buster. It's also very creative because you get more oxygen over your brain and you come up with really fabulous ideas. And, and it's also great for grief. And I mean, I've gotten through divorces and death of parents and friends and stuff because of running because you work it out. Uh, in my speech, I said, you know, you can't run 26 miles and stay mad. <laughs> you know, you let it go <laughs> and you work it out. So I would say that um, simply getting out and putting one foot in front of the other, even 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have, um, at least three or four times a week will create marvelous things for you. Also, I mean, for women who are wanting to really get in shape, it's a, it's a huge calorie burner. I mean, and time efficient and cheap. It's, it's, it's a, I can take my running shoes on the road much easier than I can take a gym. And it's easy. So I would say, you know, get out there, do it. If you, if you haven't started running, start with walking. And the most important thing is consistency. It's not, people say, I just can't get started. Well, just, you know, go out and walk. 
just go out and walk. Yeah. And, and, I, and try to do it every day till you get used to it, and then you like it. Definitely. This is a really simple question, but I, I'm just curious. Do you listen to music while you run? I do or? not, actually. Okay. No, no headphones. No and the headphones. reason being is, for safety reasons, I want to hear cars and things coming up. But I also, I want to hear the Tweety Birds and the leaves and the wind and... Um, my own heart you know I I don't want to be distracted I want to use that as really good thinking time or meditating time it's it's my time to go through my gratitude list and and be grateful for all the things I have I love that a gratitude list I love that in that there yeah (laughs) (laughs) we thank you so much just for your time and I know that the children well I should say graduates we're definitely inspired by your speech so thank you and any words of wisdom that you want to leave any pearls of, of wisdom that you want to leave with us? Sure. Let's just do the high notes. Sometimes the worst things in your life can become the best things. Take a negative and instead of being angry or bitter about it, look at it a different way and see if you can't make it better. It could be a career path. Uh, And stay healthy and stay fit. And actually, if you just go out and walk and run every day a little bit, um, usually health comes to you. Your body wants to move. So I would say those are three tips. People can't remember more than that. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> thank you, Catherine Slister. Thank you so thank you much so again. much. We appreciate You're your welcome. time. You're welcome. I want to run now. <laughs> Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us on social media using the handle onairTLR. And of course, if there's a lady you want us to interview, just let us know. We'll chat again soon in the, the ladies' room. <laughs>